He was 92 years old, and he was in the hospital recuperating from some small illness, and he was propped up in bed reading a book. And his friend, President Roosevelt, came in and said, Good morning, Mr. Justice. How are you? And Justice Holmes said, Well, thank you, Mr. President. I'm feeling pretty well today. And the president said, Excellent. He said, What, what are you doing? And Holmes said, Well, I'm reading a book. And the president said, Well, I can see that. But why are you reading a Greek primer? And Justice Holmes said, Why, Mr. President, to improve my mind. So no matter what your age or experience, this program will give you ideas to inspire and actions to move ahead. We'll re-examine and confirm common sense steps to take a quantum leap forward in your leadership effectiveness. As a beginning leader, you'll have a clear set of guideposts on which to base your growth. If you're a supervisor or mid-level manager, you'll be more skillful at identifying your current strengths and weaknesses. As an upper-level manager or executive, your benefit is the insight to reassess the leadership qualities that brought you to your current position. The material that I'm using is based on my latest book, A New Breed of Leader, Eight Qualities That Matter Most in the Real World, What Works, What Doesn't, and Why, and part of my last book, Making a Difference, 12 Qualities That Make You a Leader. Let's look at some specific ways to enhance your mastery of change and lead others through the barriers and resistance to change. One of the first things you can do to make people more comfortable with change is to talk about what they have already gone through. There isn't anyone on this entire planet that hasn't gone through change in the past 10 years. People forget that they've changed because sometimes it's just a matter of a passing of time and they don't recognize how well they handle it. Or they forgot that the traumas or problems they've experienced have changed them. They learned and grew from these major events in their lives. But most of us don't want to keep revisiting the tough times. We're just glad to get through them. We don't recognize or we forget how much growth went on and how well we did just getting through the dark time in our life. As a leader, you don't want to traumatize them all over again, but you do want to remind them how good they are at change having survived these kind of experiences. Get your team together and play a game called 101 Ways I Have Gone Through Change in the Past 10 Years. Seed the discussion with ideas about family, health, career changes, personal accomplishments, and even disappointment. If you have a non-threatening and a non-invasive atmosphere and set the game in a fun way, you can produce some wonderful results that assure people that they can indeed handle change and even be good at it. There's an expression that says, don't fight it. Well, that's easier said than done. The natural tendency is to protect what you know and value, what has become familiar or comfortable. Psychologist Perry Buffington said, When you're young with pristine goals to focus on, the effects of change are more easily minimized. As one ages with more and more accumulated failures and less time to achieve, change takes its toll. It seems that just as you adjust to one change, anticipating a chance to relax and adjust, here comes another change. It's easy to say, wait a minute, I don't need any more change. Unfortunately, the world will change with or without you. So you adapt once again. He's right. Fighting and refusing to recognize change are natural reactions. 
Our dilemma, says columnist Sidney Harris, is that we hate change and we love it at the same time. We want things to get better, but we want them to stay the same. All of us resist change at some level and on some issues. And there are some things we should resist changing because change does not always translate into better. Change doesn't automatically mean progress. Change for the sake of change alone can destroy valuable situations, assets, and relationships. I often go to Washington, D.C. to give a keynote speech or a seminar several times a year. And every time I'm there, I get up very early in the morning when it's quiet and there are a few people on the streets. And I go out to the Vietnam Memorial and I walk down to panel 23 East and I reach up to line 67 and I run my fingers over his name. Each time I do, I'm reminded that there are people in this world who feel so strongly enough about their beliefs and values to defend them against change to the death if necessary.